0: Now, let's talk sports with Kanoa Leahy on ESPN Honolulu. All right, Kanoa's got uh, Bill Walton work over the next couple of days. Basically, uh, Kanoa Leahy's going to be babysitting the most interesting man on earth at the All State Maui Invitational, which means he's out this week. Uh, between myself and uh, Tanner Hayworth, we'll be filling in the next couple of days here on Let's Talk Sports on uh, ESPN Honolulu. Thanks so much for uh, for having us on here today. Uh, coming up, uh, we're going to give away four tickets to Rainbow Warrior Basketball. That's tomorrow night, the uh, Hawaii-Northern Arizona game that's going to tip off at 8.30. Uh, we'll have it right here on the radio, but we uh, would love to get you and your family down there. So, uh, four tickets to give away uh, coming up a little bit later on today. You can get in touch with us, our Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. You can call us at 808-296-1420. You can uh, tweet me. I'm at Josh on the radio. Uh, Obviously, the conversation after a Hawaii football loss is, well, let's face it. It hasn't been that difficult this year. There have been a couple of eye-opening Mondays that I think we've had that um, certainly call into question a lot of the reasons of why we have a conversation. And part of all of that, frankly, is the narratives that show up after a loss. You know, this is not, and I don't want to take a shot at any particular person, but because it happens on one of our most popular shows, uh, it is... uh uh, the fans' voice here is part of the Rainbow Warrior Network because it does at that point in time it gets a lot more traction. But it's been going on for you near know, the entire year and then some. This whole narrative of we don't belong in the FBS, that we need to be in in, in Division One A, which is the FCS or Division Two or some of that nonsense. And I just i I want people to first take a breath, grab a glass of water, um, get outside. Get some fresh air. Uh, I don't know. Eat a salad. Do something that's healthy for yourself. And then take in everything that I have to give you right now. So we can end this nonsense of whatever topic or storyline this is created. How it's been created. And how we just put this to sleep. Did we not notice that, you know, last week when uh, the University of Hawaii football team had hosted Air Force, beat Air Force, one of uh, the, the biggest wins in not just Timmy Chang's head coaching history, but also, I mean, in in general, uh, a big win period for Hawaii football. And we noticed that um, nobody texted in or... Nobody called in and said, hey, we don't belong in the football bowl subdivision. We don't belong playing division one football. Notice that none, zero zip. All of those people who watched or at least heard or heard of Hawaii's win against Air Force, they were gone. Those people had nothing to say. But, you know, when you go on the road and you play at Wyoming and all of a sudden uh, you, you lose, it was, it was bad. I don't, there, there aren't a lot of ways to break down what went bad. That, for whatever reason, all those people come back. Folks, you can't have it both ways. Let's, let's, there, are, there are some things, let's start there. There are some things that you can take both ways that don't have to be entirely exclusive. This is one of those things. You cannot one week say you don't belong in FBS. The next week, stay silent or flip that around, depending how each of those weeks go. You you can't have that. If you feel like Hawaii belongs in the FBS when they beat Air Force, then I don't want to hear you the next week. I don't want to hear you change your tone. If you were one of those people earlier in the year that said, Hawaii didn't belong um, in the FBS. Then where were you against Air Force? You should have still been speaking then, but you weren't. So figure it out. That's that's the point. Is there are, there are a lot of people that want to make these kind of bold statements when it's convenient. And and the other thing about it, for for those that throw out the idea of facilities, et cetera, et cetera, um, we don't pay our coaches, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there aren't a lot of things that have actually changed. So you know, for for those people that want to bring some of that stuff up, let's um let let's play some real ball here. For example, for those that wonder about how we can uh, afford coaches, none of that's changed. When Hawaii football was playing at Aloha Stadium prior to the stadium being condemned, we were pretty much paying coaches the same thing we're paying them now. In other sports, if they just happened to get their contract extended, they probably got a little more money. But other than that, um, we're not paying coaches any less than we used to. And we aren't really paying coaches much more, if any, than we used to. And that's not new. The only outlier of that was June Jones. And after that, Greg McMackin. Every time else, we've kind of been around this, what, four hundred dollars to $600,000 range. Right now, I believe we're at, the, we're at the six range. So anybody using that as an idea that you can't hang, you should have been saying that 10 years ago. You should have been saying that probably 20 years ago. You should have been saying that 30 years ago. And if you weren't, then it doesn't really count here. Everybody throwing out facilities because that's just, that's such a fun one. Everybody throwing out facilities. Did anybody complain about Hawaii's on-campus facilities, you know, locker room, et cetera, when they had Aloha Stadium? Did anybody complain about what the players had on campus? I didn't really hear much of that. Except for maybe now the grass practice field conversation, but I really don't want to spend some time digging into that. But nobody really spent any time saying, oh, we don't have the facilities that, uh, you know, keep us in FBS, make us a Division I FBS program. I didn't really hear anybody saying that. But Aloha Stadium, which isn't Hawaii's fault, no longer there. Hawaii playing in a temporary stadium. And now, oh, the facilities come up. Because, again, it's convenient. I don't want to make this whole thing about the merits of why or why not. I don't I, I don't want to make this whole thing the um this is what happens if you do this, if you make this downward move. I don't I don't want to make any of this about that. I think generally people understand. Right? I think generally people know What's at stake one way or the other based on decisions you make? I think we've got a pretty smart fan base out there that understands uh, how things operate, right? So that being said, I really want to call out uh, just – I really kind of want to make the educated point on what it is that you are basically insinuating. Do you want Hawaii athletics or not? And I am not looking at a legislator. I am not looking at a governor. I'm not looking at any politician. Because that's an easy, an easy bone to pick with people, right? They're the ones that make money working for you. I'm not looking at any of those people. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you, the individual that says and makes a big deal about how Hawaii doesn't belong where it's at. And makes all the excuses in the world for Hawaii and why it does not belong where it's at. You are the person I'm talking to today. Do you want Hawaii athletics? Do you want Hawaii football? Or do you not? And I think you might realize as soon as you ask yourself that question. And try to give yourself an understanding of what that answer is. Then I think you might realize that maybe that answer that you have based on this like Bill Walton-esque, out-of-this-world theory of relativity on how it all works, you'll realize it doesn't actually work that way. It is Let's Talk Sports here on ESPN Honolulu. You can uh, text us, our Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. You can call us at 808-296-1420. The belonging and not belonging part, frankly... That has nothing to do with what division you're in. I'm not even going to go in, into divisions. I'm going to go strictly based on the level of being on the field. And it's very unfortunate, but watching Saturday against Wyoming, it, it was unfortunately clear that on that particular day, Hawaii didn't look like it belonged on the same field at Wyoming. And that's and that's what's frustrating to people when hearing that is that Hawaii was the exact opposite. right? What do we talk about? We talked about uh, a, a couple of good starts. We talked about, um, you know, offensively looking better. We talked about defenses stopping the run. We talked a lot about those things. But yet, at the same time, um, we didn't see any of that at all on Saturday. You get burned on, what, the second or third play of scrimmage. You get burned on the next drive on the first play of that drive. Offense isn't really going anywhere. And all of a sudden, you're finding yourself down 14-0 and it's only getting worse. That is what I think gets people frustrated at the end of the day and brings up all this Looney Tunes stuff about where you belong and what division you think you're supposed to play in. Because honestly, when you, when you watch that, you get that idea that, you know what? Hey, we don't belong. I mean, don't get it twisted, not belonging is based on preparation, not on your facilities, not on how much money you bring into your program, not belonging in this instance, and in every instance we hear about every week is only about whether you were prepared and you were ready to play against the opponent that you have at that time. And it was very clear at that point from the first, what, Four minutes, it was very clear that Hawaii did not belong uh, with Wyoming, and that's unfortunate because Wyoming, to me, was a beatable team. Wyoming, we said it, Arnold Martinez and I said it in the pregame show, Wyoming's not a big play type of team. Wyoming's not a team that's going to beat you down and, uh, you know put up a bunch of points on you. They're methodical. They're going to outthink you. You know, Craig Bowl, it's a Craig Bowl type of team. I mean, it, it has every marking of Craig Bowl. They lose some games that they shouldn't lose, but every once in a while they're going to get a game that they shouldn't win that they do. Uh, but this is kind of one of those middle ones. These are the Craig Bowl special types of games, and he did not just what normally a Wyoming team would do to an opponent like Hawaii but did better. If you want to talk about not belonging, if you want to if you want to keep it to that point then hey, um this is where that lies. This is where you can talk about not belonging. O- outside of that, I don't want to hear none of that other stuff about other divisions. And I will address one other thing about that cuz again, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I brought it up on, on my X platform over the weekend. And one thing I want people to be careful about is, you know, some people say some zany things, and we know that. Um, but please don't take that out on the rest of the fan base. If something, If somebody says something that sounds really out there, doesn't mean they're less of a fan, doesn't mean that they're not a fan, it just means they have a different thought than you do. And that's, that's the other divisive thing that I took away from the weekend. Hey, I know everybody's paying attention to one man because he called on the fan's voice, and I don't want to keep naming names. I don't want this show to be that way. Um, you know, That individual, to me, seems to love Hawaii athletics just as much as any other individual does. Just because they have some far-out theory doesn't mean they're not a fan. Doesn't mean that they don't care about the program any less or more than you do. Just means they have a different idea on what they think it should be. It's crazy. Yes. But now we start getting more divisive over things like that. It's a terrible look. It's a terrible look. So I hope that, and I know everything's not going to be settled here within a day, but I, I really hope that people can kind of see, um, they, they can kind of see how this all looks from a wider view. Get the emotional stuff away, and I think you might realize, hey, um, this is not how you think it is. It is not as bad as you make it sound, and there's clearly some work to do. And I think we can all agree, regardless on the level of where we do, that there is certainly some work to do in making everything happen. Uh, It is Let's Talk Sports here on ESPN Honolulu. Don't forget to play Pigskin Picks, uh, which is at uh, ESPNHonolulu.com. Pick uh, NFL games, win prizes, both weekly and weekly. And also at the end of the year, our Pigskin Picks is brought to you by M. Dyer Global and by Young's Fish Market. Uh, A little bit more on Hawaii and Wyoming and kind of what that means moving forward here for Colorado State. That's coming up on the other side. This is Let's Talk Sports. Josh Pacheco in for Canoa Today. It's ESPN Honolulu. Hey, if you're looking for the All-State Maui Rotational, those games all day, all night long. Over on CBS 1500, that's why you've got Monday Night Football here today. That's why you've got me here today uh, instead of uh, waiting till after football. Uh, Canole, he's out working with Bill Walton. Uh, I'm Josh Pacheco. It's Let's Talk Sports here on ESPN Honolulu. Um, a little bit more here on Hawaii and and maybe not as much far back on Wyoming as it is about what's ahead. And obviously what's ahead with Colorado state. And I I've been listening to, to a whole bunch of people here today and, and over the weekend, talk about what Saturday means. And let me explain, um, uh, what I mean by that. When we say what Saturday means, um, Colorado State is playing for bowl eligibility. We've talked about that a little bit. Sixth win for them would be two in a row. That would get them to a bowl game. The conference picture is what it is. This game has nothing to do with that. This game has plenty riding on the line for Colorado State. How much is riding on the line in this game for Hawaii? I think that's very dependent on how you look at this program. For me, for example... Um, when I look at this game, I see—I don't—I don't maybe see it as much as other people do. Like program trajectory, I don't—I don't know that I see that because honestly, if you're talking about the future of the program, the future of the program is not going to be decided by whether you beat Colorado State. I've—I've I've seen that said in certain places, and no, I don't buy that for a second. I think we know. Um, I, I, I think we know where the program is headed there. I don't, I don't know how it's going to be headed this way, but I think there's going to be a look at, at at the, the end of this season and see, okay, we're making strides. What do we do here to continue to the forward movement of this program? Not just, Oh, um, you know, we're, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're going to make decisions. We're going to make moves. No, nothing like that. It's You might have conversations like that about how we move forward. What are things that we can do to continue our growth? But honestly, those conversations are happening anyway. Those conversations don't happen whether you beat Colorado State or not. Those conversations happen when you get your exit meetings if it, you know, not like, like in the pros, like the day after, you know, uh, you, you go into the locker rooms, you clear out your stuff, you talk to your coaches. I don't know if they do exit meetings like that here. That's your exit meetings. Um, that's your coach's office conversations, coaches to coaches, coaches to players, players to players even. That's, that's what it is. Like there might be some select few instances where the transfer portal conversation comes up, but to me that's not program changing unless you have like a mass exodus like a couple of years ago that's nothing to do with that I think it's clear that there are two things that are clear to me I should say one I think this it's clear that this program is moving forward I also think it's clear that it's not being done in a consistent way see for example week to week from air force versus Wyoming. So that tells me that this team is very capable of living in the moment. This team is very capable of, you know, creating a game plan on success. Cause we saw it twice against opponents that were kind of on an upswing in Hawaii said, Nope, uh, we're going to come in, we're going to execute and we're going to play well. And they did, um, you know, but those are two instances, and this program seems to have a little bit of an issue of lulls, right? This whole push the sled, that was great for two weeks, that ended. So there, there's no consistency within the consistency. There is clear growth potential, but there is no consistency week to week on getting there. Colorado State has zero to do with that. If you want to make this Colorado State game matter any more than it does, if you want to play underdog mentality, then hey, go for the underdog mentality and say, you know, this game is important because we want to play spoiler. Right? Hawaii may have possibly spoiled Air Force's season because the loss from Air Force to uh, to Army didn't necessarily spoil them. But what did? Hawaii's loss to Air Force started Air Force on a downward trend in conference. Air Force has now lost three straight, lost last week to UNLV. UNLV controls its own destiny when it comes to making the conference championship game. Air Force's job is very hard, and guess what? Air Force is at Boise, and Boise's a favorite. So, um, you know, that's kind of neat. Hawaii has played spoiler once, potentially spoiler once. You want to make it bigger? You want to spoil Colorado State's bowl hopes? Cool. Make it about that. Play that as the big deal. What are you playing for? You want to make someone's life miserable, if you will, going into December where instead of going bowling, you're just, uh, I don't know, stuck in Boulder. I don't know. But don't, let, let's not be over dramatic about it. Anybody thinking that this is... Like the future? No, no. The future is going to be decided in February, as we get past all the uh, uh, we get we get past all the recruiting stuff. It's going to be decided then. It's going to be decided in camp. It's going to be decided when none of you are sitting in the Clarence T. C. Ching Athletics Complex watching it. It's not going to be decided when you're sitting on your couch ordering a pay per view watching it. It's gonna be decided within closed doors on how to best fine tune. And I, I'll think I think there's one thing that I can take away just from hearing from people over the weekend that have some knowledge within the program is that I think there is a I think there's a trust factor that has to be kind of, you know, figured out, I think between now and next year. If there's if there's anything that you wanna say, this is what is important, again, not the opponent but i think there are some conversations that have to have that have to be had i think within the staff is we need to trust each other we need to we need to be able to much better work with one another because frankly you don't have a lot of these lapses like a new mexico lapse like a san jose state lapse like a wyoming lapse you don't have a lot of these lapses without thing, without to me trust in a game plan and trust in each other. And while we can put a lot on players all we want, to me that's kind of where it starts. I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, we need to talk about changes or anything. No, definitely not. But I think it's very clear that there needs to be some kind of better consistent week-to-week game plan about how to really push this program to the next level. Because look, this whole pushing the sled thing or pulling the sled or whatever it is, you can't that have that be your motto in November, right? Your motto cannot be in the final five weeks of the year, hey, we got to push these guys because we're seeing some of these lapses in, in in discipline and all that stuff. And it's great to see, it's great to talk about in the moment that, all right, we, we don't want this stuff to happen. We're going to call it out, and that's great. Uh, but that can't happen in late October, early November. That has to happen in July. That ability on how to work with student athletes and work with each other as adults needs to be done first and foremost before a game is ever played. It has to be done first and foremost before... Uh, you get your first practice in. You've got to know all that stuff then. And I think that's why while you know we we've, we've come up with some great slogans, the sled one, for example, uh, at some point when it's late in the year and guys are tired and, you know, you know where the season's going because you know you're not going to a bowl, you know you're not going to win your conference, and you're kind of wondering what it is you're playing for at the end of the day. These kind of slogans go very hollow. These kind of neat things go hollow because you're going to have a really hard time letting that stick the last couple of weeks when it seems like things are just kind of getting to the end. You're kind of counting your days toward the end before really getting excited for each and next each next game, given where you sit. That to me, you want to make something big, that's the big part. That's next. Not divisions, not anything like that. Not let's put great importance in one game. No, that's that's what's next. That's the next step in growth. Chemo texting in Josh. Thank you so much for your commentary and for speaking sense into the UH football program. Appreciate your work. Appreciate you listening. I mean, I, I don't think I'm saying anything that's new, though. You know, I, I think there are there are people who get it, and I think that there are people that um, I think are so passionate. And I say that in a and I say that in multiple ways, and I see you guys on the phones. we'll get to you in a second. There, there, there are people that are so passionate at the same time that sometimes that passion, that fandom um, kind of takes them somewhere different that maybe doesn't feel like it has that same logical mentality because they're passionate and they're frustrated. Hey, I know it. Sometimes I get frustrated. Passionate may be a different word to use. I don't know. I get frustrated, and I just want to spout off anything that I can possibly say because I am frustrated. And trust me, Liz is in the other room, and every once in a while, when I get frustrated at anything or sometimes everything, anybody who's in the room hears the brunt of me just kind of losing it. See, she has that awkward smile like, yeah, I know, and yeah, I know. And that happens to fans. <laughs> that happens to everyday people. Sports doesn't necessarily make us different. Sports just kind of highlights some of what we already are and how sometimes we handle the things that we like that right now aren't very good. Like the things that you might have in life that you love but just aren't very good. This is nothing different. And sometimes it's really okay to call it out. And it's also okay to note that Liz is a saint for dealing with it. Uh, Let's Talk Sports on ESPN Honolulu is brought to you by uh, Kahala. Uh, they have all of our shirts for uh, Kahala Fridays and everything that we wear throughout the week, including basketball season. You can upgrade your island style with Kahala, the original Aloha shirt since 1936. Pick one up for yourself at one of Kahala's six stores island wide. Or at kahala.com. Josh Pacheco in for Kanoa Leahy. It's Let's Talk Sports on ESPN Honolulu. All right, best and worst coming up in just a little while. Plus, four tickets. University of Hawaii men's basketball tomorrow night. That's going to be against uh, Northern Arizona. It's for you. uh, Night Owls tip off as early as, what, 8.30 tomorrow night. And we say as early, just because you never know what might happen uh, if the uh, night session, the two semifinal games at the uh, All-State Maui Invitational tend to go a little bit long. There is a transition time. I mean, there's there's transition with television production. There's transition with the teams getting their warm-up time. Uh, there are so many things to transition in and out of that, you know, we say 8.30 tip or I think more like 8.35, 8.37, something like that. Uh, that may possibly get moved. I was just telling the story to somebody. Uh, oh, our own Dave Kawada. I was telling him this story. Uh, last night when we were uh, doing an equipment pickup, that, uh, I remember a long time ago. Uh, for whatever reason, and I don't know, I don't know if Jeff Law is listening, but UH Chilo men's basketball one year, they decided to play a basketball game after a high school tournament at the uh, the Afukchiden Civic Auditorium. It was, I think it was the Hilo High Holiday Prep Classic. So they played on that night. And for whatever reason, UH Hilo decided they were going to play a game after that tournament. And it was supposed to be at like 7, 7.30. Um, and I think it was against Montana State Billings, I'm pretty sure. Let's just say that did not happen. The game didn't tip off to like 10. So we're we're sitting there for a while uh, they're within the civic just kind of waiting, you know kind of wondering all right what's uh, what's gonna happen here? are we uh, are we gonna play? you know how late is this gonna go? We ended up tipping at 10 and you know the game didn't get over until after midnight. And of course, it ends after midnight on a buzzer beating three from three quarters court because you know anything that happens after midnight, you just never know what's gonna happen. The weird stuff comes out and that did. On that particular night, I want to say that was probably like 10, no, maybe 15 years ago, something along those lines. That was a long time ago, but I'm reminded of it because that's kind of what this is, except, you know, college basketball is a little more structured. The likelihood that you have something that gets delayed that far back is uh, is probably not likely, but still you never really know. It is cool uh, getting to watch some of these games, and I haven't gone down to the arena just yet, maybe a little bit later on, uh, for some of the later games at the Allstate state Maui Invitational. It is pretty cool to see how the uh, Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center has turned a little bit into uh, you know what the tournament feel is like without the whole... You know we're we're kind of overdoing the uh, the the recreation. I mean, the court uh, is just like the court that they had last year. The uh, the floral print inside the painted areas, which I will say I'm not a big fan of. It's it, it kind of takes my eyes away from what's actually going on. But it's you know it's it's pretty much the same looking floor. The the women's basketball team got to use it yesterday, which is pretty cool. The men will get to use it tomorrow night. And its I know it's just a floor. I get it. But also uh, to be able to say, hey, um, we get to play on the same floor that Zach Eadie is playing on right now uh, is really, really cool. And it's those minor little touches. The one thing that is a little bit different is this is not packing yourself into a sardine can and that's the one thing that you can't necessarily recreate uh, with an event like this being played at a much bigger and, frankly, more upscale venue like, uh, like this one is, where you can fit eight to 10,000 people, yet instead—and I'm, I'm looking at the crowd right now in this uh, Purdue-Gonzaga game, which you've got a top-12 matchup going on at noon Hawaii time— but you've got a good chunk of, uh, of of the lower level, which is filled in on one side, right behind the teams. And you know what it reminds you of? Maui. I can't see the the camera side of the court, but what I'm seeing, which reminds me a little bit of being there in the past, is exactly what it used to be. You go to the, the you go to the games. Um, if you're watching the benches right behind the benches you have those rabid fan bases and what you know about those rabid fan bases they're in the team colors they're they're large um you know you don't have like 10 people sitting behind the bench it's more like a 100 maybe maybe a couple hundred and i'm looking at it right now and it has that same kind of feel the traveling party they're all there behind the benches it looks like you're watching Two different, uh, two different versions of a gym when you go from side to side, and I'm glad that you know for the organizers here for the Allstate Maui Invitational that they had left, they've left, let that be what it is. Allow those benches and fan bases to be on the same side of one another to give the visuals that hey, uh, this is a this is a packed place, and uh, and and it kind of is in that lower level right behind those benches. The feel of Maui. Even in a venue that's about five times the size, the feel of Maui still, still seems to be there. And I'm kind of excited uh, to head down either later on today or tomorrow just to kind of uh, get my own feel of uh, of what that looks like. But so far today, uh, you had a Tennessee win. Tennessee's a top team in the nation. Again, you got Purdue and Gonzaga going on right now. Kansas is going to play right around 4 o'clock against Chaminade. Chaminade's looking for an upset win. They haven't had that. Uh, in several years, so there are really good games that are taking place here uh, over the course of the day. Our sister station, CBS 1500, uh, they have all of them. Uh, Purdue and Gonzaga going on right now. It's a 35-30 game. Gonzaga's ahead with about 45 seconds left to go in the first half. All right, Uh, best and worst is coming up here in just a little bit, but first, let's give away tickets to Hawaii men's basketball, Rainbow Warriors, Northern Arizona, tomorrow night at 830 Uh, right there in that very same floor that Purdue and Gonzaga are playing on right now inside Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. We'll do the family four-pack, dial in. uh, We'll take caller number three at 808-296-1420. And caller number three is going to get to go uh, and take some family members or friends with them to check out the uh, the Bows in Northern Arizona tomorrow night. Best and Worst is coming up, and we want to remind you 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar. They are the place to check out For University of Hawaii football, also NFL football, open at 6 a.m. Sunday, showing all the NFL games. And for Monday and Thursday night football, happy hour poo-poo from 4 to 7 daily. And Hawaii football with awesome menu specials. It's 8.50, the home of the new video wall and the place for UH College and NFL football. You are listening to Let's Talk Sports on ESPN Honolulu. We'll tell you who wins those basketball tickets coming up next. All right, congratulations to Ruben from uh, Honolulu. Does that say he wants to be called by his nickname? Yeah, he referred to himself as Ruru, so I figured I'd pass the message along. Ruru. Congratulations, Ruru. He and three other people are going to check out the uh, Hawaii-Northern Arizona game tomorrow night at 830 uh, here from Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. I'm sorry. We've, I've done giveaways for years. I don't recall any point in time where someone said, like, here's my name, but call me this. Uh, unless they're really trying to, like, not give away their identity. Like, if they're at work and uh, they don't want you to know that – they don't want their employer to know that they're listening to the radio and winning prizes while they're at work, so they'll speak, like, really softly and say, hey, I can't be at work right now. Call me Steve. You know, something like that. That's a little bit different than, uh, yeah, call me by my nickname. Never had that before. That's, uh, that, that's kind of a cool thing, I think. Uh, more stuff to give away tomorrow morning, the Bobby Curran Show, the sports animals in the morning. We got football tickets uh, for Hawaii and Colorado State this weekend, so stand by for that. Best and worst. Uh, best high school football, man. Uh, semi-final weekend is really, really fun. Uh, my best has to go out to Farrington and Waipahu on Saturday night. What a game. Uh, that game had a little bit of everything and we kind of expected a little bit of everything and we got even more than that. Uh, really good game between two teams that know each other pretty well in OIA division one. So, uh. Kudos to you, and the fact that we're going to get a great championship game there, 7.30 Saturday night in Konawana and Waipahu, a rematch, that's going to be really awesome. My worst, that missed call on Eric Stevens's knee being down that led to a fumble recovery for a touchdown, his knee was down. And uh, they let the play roll, went 80-plus yards for a, a scoop and score. Who knows how—that that game was a two-point conversion away— from being a very different game coming up next it is freddie and harry